Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, how ridiculous is it that today, July the 12th, neighbours are still setting off fireworks, almost caught my Halloween decorations on fire, just so I'd share that with you. Oh, nice. Hi, America. Hello, world. July the 4th has come and gone, and thoughts of it still linger. I held a firework in my hand. Has anyone seen my finger? (laughs) I think that was Keats or Shelley. One of the two. I think I'm close. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and that's the very tune that she snores. I went for a walk on a winter's day. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. Very tenuous, isn't it? The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests... Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather stayed up all night trying to remember if she had amnesia or insomnia. Welcome to the show, Heather. What? <laughs> Hello. For me, procrastination is an addiction and sleep deprivation is a lifestyle. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She's born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
Michelle realised this week that ducks are pretty much all-terrain chickens. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. (laughs) Anna today phobia is the fear of ducks. Did you know that? I thought it was the fear of Anna. There you go. That's Anna Lids, I think you'll find. Wow. Can you imagine being scared of ducks and geese? I'm going to throw geese in there as well. Imagine throwing a rubber ducky into the bath of a sufferer. That'd be like a rubber spider, wouldn't it? It's a rubber ducky, bro. That could be quite scary for someone, couldn't it? Sure. Let's try it. Phobia. Do we know someone who's afraid of ducks and geese? We'll find one. We'll find one. Right in. We'll make your life a misery. There you go. Great. I want to be bitten by a radioactive duck. I thought I'd suddenly gain the skills and the ability to repel water and eat soggy bread. You'd obviously be a C-list superhero character, but Duckman wouldn't be the end of the couldn't world. Couldn't be any worse than Aquaman. Howard. <laughs> couldn't be any worse than Aquaman. That's right. I love Aquaman. Well, well, for different I, reasons, yeah. Yes. I do. <laughs> I do love a good curry. What? Arthur. Yeah, I love this show. I love this show. You may have recognised by the raucous laughing Uh-oh. in the distance that we welcome back tonight, Doctor Nathan Bush, our resident attorney. No, Nathan. Is yes. Sad state of affairs that we have to run this show with a psychologist <laughs> and an attorney in the studio. Right. <laughs> That's not sad. That's thinking forward. (laughs) There is, of course, a very fine line. Nathan realized that thermometers are just speedometers for atoms. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Very, very cerebral show, I think. We started off in a really good place. I think I'm like a proton, and I stay positive. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal this is season three episode 68 and currently taking place on our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee we have a listening party we have hundreds of followers currently on facebook playing along i'm about to introduce the first round people have gift wars they post jokes they tell us how bad or how good they think our jokes are they share (laughs) and mine are fabulous all the time all the time all the time so if you wish to join the listening party to improve your entertainment of this show to improve upon what we deliver to you you can go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee and you can play along and there'll be many like-minded people on there as we speak you're more than welcome to do that so as convention now dictates we introduce the firecracker martin sponsored gong Of infinite knowledge with the bottle rockets of facts and the third degree burns of statistics. Would you like to stand back, ladies and gentlemen, as I take a run up? Light the fuse. Yay! We enter the first round, a lack of general knowledge. On this very day in 1785, the first manned flight by a gas balloon took place in the Netherlands. Of course, early experiments with the cold air balloon never took off. So, (laughs) for the first time, I love this show. I love this show. For the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that. Strange, bizarre, and fascinating Mm -hmm. facts about hot air balloons. Are you feeling confident? No. This isn't an area you studied at school? No. Then the next three or four minutes is going to be very entertaining indeed. Or painful. Go on. Just two years earlier, (laughs) the first ever passengers of a hot air balloon that flew over the palace of Versailles were what, Miss Morris? Two years earlier, 1783, the first ever passengers of a hot air balloon flew over Paris. What were they? Kids. 
They were kids. Stick a couple of kids in the balloon. They're expendable. Peasant children. We can make some more. There you go. No no going down the mines for you, young lad. No going up the chimneys. Why didn't you get into that nice basket? Get into the nice balloon. You're going to have the first aerial view of Paris. You're very lucky. I mean, I'm jealous. I wish it was me. Sure. No, you you don't. You hate heights. They might have trouble getting to the basket. They'd be hampered. Oh, (laughs) God. No, you didn't. I love this show. So you're going to go with with some French kids. Yeah, throw them up in there. Lovely. There. Great. If they uh, don't make it down, we'll call that a good start. Oh. Oh, That's upset. We'll make more. Not a problem. French fries. I'm sure the French are very capable of making many many more who were the first passengers on the first ever hot air balloon flight miss Corrie. a sheep <laughs> with flying goggles and a leather jacket or i was going to say chicken. monkeys uh, oh you're going to go with more okay yeah you've got a sheep a chicken see it was a hamburger a scotch egg a pork you. pie with either a pig or a goat a pig or a goat some or ruminants. monkeys yeah or or monkeys i well, there's a fine line a between putting frogs. French kids up in a balloon and a monkey. So I Both. think it was a sorted barnyard animal. A sorted barnyard animal. And I'm going with the monkey, which is not from the barnyard. No, this is 100% true. The monkey's never been near a barnyard. You never see a dairy farm where they're milking monkeys, do you? Oh, you should. God. There could be a run on monkey milk. Ooh. Yes. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I should have worn my hands up. <laughs> God. What was I thinking? Boon cheese. We're only five minutes in and we're talking about milking monkeys in France. Gross. That got away from me quickly, didn't it? Didn't they storm Normandy? Yes. The Bastille. (laughs) Do you know, we've just thrown three different historic events. I don't know where to start. Yes. Monkeys stormed the beaches of Normandy. And the Bastille. Up to Schnell. Yes, <laughs> shaving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anything you'd like to add, Nathan? Anything that's not been mentioned that you want some points for? Three circus clowns. Three circus clowns. There. Yeah. I have nothing more to add. <laughs> no, you have to give us the answer. They'd have trouble getting in the basket, wouldn't they, with all their clothes and... Big shoes. Yeah, that would be no yeah. small feet. Uh... <laughs> God dang it. I need a drink. Love this show. Yes, Heather's hitting the drink hard already on the back of that. As much as Delicious. it pains me. Michelle's 100% correct. It was an assortment of farmyard animals. You got the chicken. You got the sheep. You never got the Great. duck. It was the oh. duck. We spoke about the duck, didn't we? There we go. The balloon flew on a tether for eight minutes at 1,500 feet for two miles. And all the animals were unharmed. That's no different, of course, to the Russians or the Americans sending dogs and monkeys up into space. At least these ones came back alive, right? Sure. This is true. Can you imagine the conversation taking place in the basket? I thought I'd get up this morning, bleat a little bit, eat some grass, follow something. Look, I can see my coop. There's a whole conversation between those three. For the first time in the history of mankind, a duck, a sheep and a chicken all shared a common moment together. They could you, spend the rest of their life drinking in bars and discussing the day that they all took the first aerial hot air balloon flight. Do you know what I think? Here we go. I think it was a bad idea. 
I feel bad for the sheep. Bad. Because if things took a turn for the worst, the chicken and the duck are sat there thinking, I can fly. The sheep's thinking, I'm not coming out of this looking good, am I? Someone's going to get lamb chops on their roof. Summer over southern France wouldn't be the best thing in the world. Why was the tradition of opening champagne upon landing introduced? Now, you can see it now, can't you? Little Frenchman with his little waxed moustache, stovepipe hat. He lands, the champagne is opened, but there was a good reason for opening champagne upon landing. Oh, altitude sickness. Altitude sickness? Yeah. The bubbles in the champagne. Yeah. Oxygenates your brain. Yeah. I've had altitude sickness twice. It's not fun. No. You were walking across the car park like an astronaut. I was. <laughs> I felt drunk. What's wrong with you? What's happened to you? Why are you walking funny? We were going to an event, weren't we? In uh, Yeah, it was the Black Hills. It was in South yeah. Dakota. It was with a group of people. And you started walking across the car park like an astronaut. I've never seen anything like it. And I said, I don't know what's wrong. I don't feel well. <laughs> and then you said, it's altitude sickness. And, and I laughed. laughed. I did laugh. <laughs> And it turned out that it was altitude sickness. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. You're going to go with open champagne. Yeah. Because it defeated the symptoms of altitude sickness at 1,500 feet. I'm going to say that, yeah. Perfect. It's a good answer. As we know, know on this show, good answer. Yeah, it's a fantastic answer. <laughs> we all know what that means, but it's an awesome answer. Ask Best me answer. if I care. No. No. Michelle, why do you think they opened champagne upon landing? Because they hadn't had anything to drink for a long time, and champagne was the first thing that they could get their hands on. Well, I'm sure champagne in France flows like water, doesn't it, you would think? Nathan, any good suggestions, any ideas? Grab yourself some points. Why would they open champagne upon landing? To brush their teeth. A very strange and bizarre (laughs) answer. As we all know, of course, the French don't actually brush their teeth. Well, we had French listeners, but we don't They'll anymore. be back. <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. Come on, talibus. Très bien. Messy buckets. I will miss the French fry. Farmers were very, very unhappy that all these baskets were coming down in their fields and ruining all their crops. It would lessen the pain and sweeten the pill if when the farmer was waving his fist and shouting things at them in French that they could give him champagne. That he was shaking it up. That's right. That placated the farmers that were unhappy about their crops being destroyed. Jean-Francois de Rosier was a scientist and the first ever man to experience sustained flight. He also became the first air crash victim when he thought it was a good idea to go across the channel with a hydrogen-filled balloon and exploded. Nice. I loves it. Disappeared. (laughs) So he broke two records. He was the yeah. first man ever to experience flight and the first air crash victim. <laughs> Sweet. So he was chalking up a I lot of firsts. It. He was the first person to be held at duty free. And uh, <laughs> I wanted Toblerone. Oh, my God, I hate Toblerone. <laughs> Send me Toblerone. Did you know oh. that that's in the shape of the Matterhorn in Switzerland? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry I'm here. My bad. In 1808, two Frenchmen found themselves in a love triangle with Mademoiselle Terravie, a celebrated opera dancer. How did they use hot air balloons to decide who should get her affections? Two hot French men, Mademoiselle Terravie. Ooh, whoever was bigger and higher. 
In the hot air balloon department. Yes. <laughs> Whoever had the, the most, biggest balloon, the most swollen dirigible. <laughs> You're gained, welcome. Gained her affections. <laughs> it's not always the way that the guy with the small dirigible always misses out. That's too bad. You didn't have enough helium or whatever. Hot you... air was what was required. Yeah, believe. that too. Keep blowing. Wow. You didn't have the lung capacity. So... <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do, Miss Morris. <laughs> oh! Uh-huh. 15 or <laughs> Michelle, how did they decide who should get her affections? And this is a hot air balloon themed set of questions. They had like a duel a up duel. in the air. Up in the air. And they tried to poke each other's balloon. So two balloons went up. And they're having a duel in the air whilst in a balloon. And guns. And and guns yeah. as well. So How can they? They would have to have awful long swords yeah, for I the mean, balloons to get spears, close. Spears. Do you want about a lance? Do you want a lance? Blow darts. Blow darts. <laughs> yeah, like it's like jousting. A street in fight. Air. Damn you and yeah. your ways. I apologize for calling your wife a wet hug. Have these. <laughs> oh my god. It's cut me in the neck. I oh, know another one since you put in. Wow. Yeah. What is it from Monty Python? Go on, say yeah. it. I have no idea. Oh man, I that's my favorite. I can't Wepha remember. Fien mint. Yes. Oh, Something you're talking like about the uh, Holy Grail where your, yes. your mother yes. smells of elderberries. Yes, that's it. I love wow. it. I love I it. Like We've lost any French, any French listeners have long since disappeared up into the skies. In the Frenchman. Nathan, anything you want to add? How did they decide who'd get the woman based on hot air balloons? Who could fill the post box first? Who could fill the post box first? I have no idea what, what that means. This is hot air balloons <laughs> from from way up in the hamper of the balloon. Oh, they're trying to deliver letters. Yes. They were wait, mailmen? Wait, wait. Yeah. Love letters. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Look, it's the Royal Mail Air Corps. <laughs> Look, there goes my parcel. No, I have a new idea. Miss Morris spreads her chips liberally. They drop something from the basket like a chicken. for a target, and the closest one on the target went. Well, I'm going to put you out of your misery because oh. Michelle is 100% oh, man. correct and she will gain more points this very evening. I have evening. two things to say to you. I can see them both. <laughs> I'll raise your and give you a... This doesn't work well on radio, does it, ladies? I'm just pointing that out to you. Imagine the scene, the sun setting over the scene. Fiery red, like molasses dripping across right. the Parisian sidewalks. They take to the air in their sky, in their balloons. They both pulled out blunderbusses and they fired at each other. Across okay. Paris, one of the balloons was punctured and the duelist fell from the sky and died, leaving the remaining balloonist duelist to take the hand of the opera dancer. Nice. And Michelle Corrie is 100 percent correct right on abraham lincoln established a balloon corps he decided not to bother with the mail system and just went with a balloon corps during the civil war to observe landscapes and enemy positions someone no. will win the points tonight because all you have to do is to tell me how many balloons the balloon corps owned during the civil war abraham lincoln established that how many balloons did the balloon corps have for the unionist army Abraham Lincoln handsome? Well, he started it. He established it. What I need to know from you, Miss Morris, is how many balloons... Three. You are going with three. He had three balloons. Trace. The Unionist Armory was still in the French army. Trace. Tray. Trace. Tray. Trace. Okay. 
tracer bullets. Michelle, how many balloons did the Unionist Balloon Corps Army have? 99. 99. And what, what <laughs> colour would they be out of interest? Red. They were red, were they? <laughs> wow, that's yeah. interesting. You're going to go with 99. Nathan, pick a number. 16. 16. Miss mm. Morris is the closest. They had seven. They had seven Thank balloons. Miss Morris wins her first bulging, splitting, bulbous, hot air points of the evening. She nice. is now up to a remarkable double integer of two. Yes, Love they it. had seven. They had 12 gas generators as well, but it was disbanded in 1863, shortly after they put it together. I just need to know why. Why was it disbanded shortly afterwards? A short-lived mm. project, one that didn't last very long. Uh, because they couldn't get high enough. They couldn't get high enough. They get shot at. Well, you've answered the bullets, two. How the are you going to go with? Pick of an reach. answer. No, because I want both. You want both, do you? You want the fact that they couldn't get high enough. And then they get shot and at. And they got shot at. <laughs> yes. Yes, the average life expectancy of anyone in the balloon corps was 14 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> There was a duck, a chicken, and a sheep that did win a purple heart. <laughs> Send the bloody sheep up. I'm not You're going up there. welcome. The sheep never said no, to be fair. It was willing to have a go. He said no. He said no. <laughs> Michelle, why was that balloon core disbanded? Because the generators couldn't get to the field Ooh. where they wanted to launch the did balloons. Did they have electricity then? No. <laughs> What, in 1863? <laughs> oh. Yes. The, the, the Battle of Gettysburg. Who got caught in the electric right. wires? <laughs> yes, she one was... of the main issues at the Battle of Gettysburg was... was getting your electricity wet. She was talking about generators, I just assumed. Gas generators. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Didn't need electricity in 18... Was Professor Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA, a real professor? Yes. Is he alive? Yes, he is. Yes, he was. Nathan, bring some sensibilities oh. to the situation. Why was the balloon cord disbanded so quickly? There is a show in here dying to get out. <laughs> because the gas generators had to go to lunch. They had to go to lunch. Many a battle lost due to lunchtime. That's it. I'm off. I'll be back in an hour. Going to have a sandwich, <laughs> cup of tea. Wow. Heather Morris is 100% correct because they kept being shot at. If you're on the battlefield, what's the first you're thing welcome. you're going to aim at? <laughs> the big thing. They made good targets is what they made. This is like the guy who's playing the bagpipes on the battlefield. He's the first one who gets the... Uh, For many reasons. That's right. Can you imagine it now? The Battle of Floddenfield. I imagine the bagpipe bag being shot and it just kind of going... <laughs> <laughs> You'd have trouble differentiating, wouldn't you, what was going on? Great. Battle of Floddenfield, England v. Scotland. <laughs> oh no, Bruce is eating it. Oh no. He cannot get out. Wow. So we've lost all our Scottish listeners. Thanks. Anyone else you care to get rid of As tonight? Well. I don't make jokes about hot air balloons, they go over people's heads. Oh. Speaking Why? of jewels, by the way, on this day, former United States Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, died after being shot in a pistol duel by Vice President Aaron Burr. Can you imagine a Vice President doing that now? Shooting someone in a duel? 
I'd like to it's see that, happened. actually. Well, some... Dick like, Cheney. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a duel. He was just out hunting. Quail, was doesn't it? know what he's yeah. doing. Was no, Dan, Dan Quail wasn't involved, no. Oh. oh. On this day in 1927, the first ever tennis match was televised, which is very apt at the moment during the current Wimbledon... Never seen one, don't care. ...coverage. You've never seen a tennis match. Don't care. Well, you're going to be unlucky in the next <laughs> round, aren't you? Who cares? Because for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about tennis. Who cares? Feeling confident? Do you like your tennis, Michelle? I don't hate it. No. I do. Played much tennis, Nathan? No. Fantastic. Well, we're going to be in for a treat, boys and girls. There's in no treats. 1986, what was used at Wimbledon for the very first time? In 1986, the very first time this was used. Replay. Nathan's making his own jokes up. Replay. Replays was used for the very first time. Was that Wimbledon. when McEnroe was running around? It would have been in that era. McEnroe was a little earlier, but yes, he was He's around. He's the only one I liked. Beyond Borg? I don't care. You like John McEnroe? Yeah. So your favorite tennis player is from... Because he told him to... Yes, he was very... <laughs> Very uh, philanthropic. Yeah, not philanthropic. <laughs> Look at John McEnroe being philanthropic. He's just given an orphan ten dollars. <laughs> Which gets us no further down the road replays. because they replays. So they could see if the ball was on the line. Okay, that's not a bad answer, is it, Michelle? What was first used in Wimbledon in 1986? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're thinking about it. Uh, it's dangerous to think about these questions. Non-wooden racket. Oh, non-wooden rackets. Graphite. Helium balls. Graphi helium <laughs> balls. <laughs> you serve and it just disappears going into, into yeah. South London, into the ether. That ain't coming back. <laughs> it's very odd you should mention that because it is balls related. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, oh, good. Anything you want to add on the theme of balls, Nathan? Tennis balls. Yes. For, so, tennis balls <laughs> were first you? used in Wimbledon in 1986. <laughs> just just out of interest, Ooh. just because I'm... Yellow, yellow balls. Um, just because I'm curious... <laughs> What did they use before that? Were they just like pretending to knock the ball backwards and forwards? Wiffles. What, what was used before balls in 1986? Croquet balls. Croquet balls. Well, you wouldn't want to be hit by yellow, one, would you? Yellow balls. Miss Morris, yellow balls. Yes. That's your answer, is yes. it? You are 100% correct. Yellow Ooh. balls were first used at Wimbledon. Thank uh, you. What were they beforehand? Green. Green red. balls. Red balls. Blue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why am I here? They were white. It was white balls. They changed the yellow balls in 1986. That's from time. How many tons of strawberries are consumed at oh. Wimbledon each year? Nearest one will win. 18,000 pounds. How many tons of Ooh, strawberries wait. are consumed tons at Wimbledon to, each uh, year? Uh, uh, 9,000 pounds. <laughs> oh, wait. I need nine tons. Tons, you muppet. <laughs> <laughs> nine tons nine tons of strawberries in two weeks mouth wasn't my strong suit <laughs> just out of interest because we've been doing this out for six years what would you say were your strong points I'm funny <laughs> nice and I yes. have great accents yes <laughs> well that's open to debate Michelle 
<laughs> and you're beautiful. Oh, well, I couldn't say that myself. Oh, humble. Humble. <laughs> humble. Humility. <laughs> Let's get back to balls, shall we? Yes. How many tons nine. of strawberries? Nine. 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 Michelle, closest one will win the points. In you two should... weeks? In two weeks at Wimbledon, how many tons of strawberries are consumed? Four. Four tons. Nathan, what do you think? Two love. Two love. Twenty. <laughs> is that what you're going with? Do you know why the term love is used in tennis? Any it's thoughts? French. Yes, that's a more though. But why why love? Why fifteen love? Why thirty love? Why the word love, do you know? Because it has an O in it. Well, you're not a million miles away. They think it's for the French word for egg. It comes from love, le earth. One le egg is an earth. And they think a One duck egg. egg is enough? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yes, you're 100% correct. One egg is enough. You're 100% correct, Heather. I'll give you points. You're 100%. Yes, I, I did. I need a drink. <laughs> she doesn't even know why she's laughing. Nope. <laughs> One egg in French is enough. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, you went with 20. <laughs> yes. You have won. It was 24. 24 Yay! tons. Hey, Nathan. Oh, it's hard work. That's a lot of strawberries. You still don't get that, do you? No. No, we'll talk no. about some French. French is just something that happens <laughs> to other to people. Other people. Mm. Strawberries aren't actually berries. Did you know that? Because the seeds are on the outside. They're actually known as an accessory fruit. Oh. Did you know that? The seeds... On the outside, like earrings. Like strawberries. Like necklaces. What do you mean? Accessorize. Oh, I see uh. what you've done. I'm thinking you're wearing them on the outside. I'm wondering what an inside necklace is or an inside pair of earrings. No. How did tennis kill Scotland's King James I in 1424? He got a ball to the head. Dead. Done. First casualty of tennis, King James I of Scotland. 14. Or a string stuck in his eye. A string. <laughs> wow. One of the sheep gut strings. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe not unless it was crystal. So you're suggesting to me that yeah. King James I of Scotland in 1424 yeah. was killed by a got, racket. Because he got a string in the eye. Racket. He's killed by a racket now. Yeah. It's moving around. Some it's of the racket. He got hit in the head with a racket. How did he kill himself with a racket? He fell on it. He like the fell. lady from England that fell on a metal straw. Yeah. I Through no the idea. eyeball. Ooh. Did you not see that? What, this week in the news? Yes. No, that failed. It was an eco-friendly straw, metal. She was from England, and she fell on it, yeah. and it pierced her eye, well, went disgusting. into her brain, and she died. Wow, brain freeze. Terrible. Any thoughts, Michelle? How did King James I die playing tennis? He tripped on the net. He tripped on the net. Nathan, what are you thinking? He got hit in the head with a ball. That's a very sensible answer. None of you have quite got to the place I wanted you uh. to go. He kept losing balls in the sewer drain in the corner <gasps> of the tennis court. Oh. So he decided to have it blocked up. The following day, assassins broke into his palace and James fled and hid in the sewer drainage system. And his escape was from the tennis courts. And he found his exit now blocked. And they captured him and he no. was murdered. Well. There you go. You should always have two escape plans. In yeah. Scotland, they have mixed feelings about global warming because they will get to sit on their mountains and watch the English drown. That was then. <laughs> but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Yay! Yay! Mailbag. 
We love the mailbag. We love hearing your comments, hearing your thoughts. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you can post everything on there. We will read them out. Russell has done that very thing. He has posted, holy macaroni. It's a bit Batman and Robin, isn't yes. it? Heather's English accent was worse than Dick Van Dyke's in Mary Poppins. What are you saying? God blimey, Mary Poppins. What? Out the apples and pears. What? Cheerio. <laughs> Mary. Yo, you nearly had me eardrums bursting. <laughs> Would you like some chocolate? Hello, mate. Cheerio. Hello. Russell. Listens at 10 p.m. Central Time Good. every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries yeah. all over the world. Perhaps Miss Morris would like to go online and find out who the top 10 countries were this week. You I always give me a work. look. I know. Fiddle with the mouse. Click it a few it. times. John has commented. I'm not used to this. So I'm walking around the grocery store listening yeah. to episode 65. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, oh am my I God. really listening to talk about the return? of the full bush we yes. covered this on episode 65 <laughs> the return of the full bush yep the, the full bush is over there sitting in a chair and he's called nathan <laughs> the people <laughs> looks more like a half bush to me oh! the people in the grocery store have no idea of the depth of my depravity and what i find funny <laughs> i love this show of course Thank john you. is listening Thank on the you. archives if you go to soundcloud.com search for mq TA Radio. Our shows are archived there for the last six years. Someone commented this week. Oh, my God. They said that why can't we access the show straight away? Well, they're archived after about five or six weeks because people pay a dollar to have access to the shows first. And that's on Patreon. And I'll talk about that very shortly. Sure. But the shows are about four or five weeks behind on our archive platforms mm -hmm. for that very reason. But if you go to SoundCloud and you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press and click on the little orange love heart and tell us how much you love the show. And we actually right. do an extra 20 to 25 minutes in the studio Correct. at the top of the hour. We cannot read this out on air no. for fear of getting removed or a hefty fine. But we read out a round called Not For Your Mother. Because when we're searching mm -hmm. for the world's stories of the paranormal, the intriguing, the bizarre, cryptozoology, UFOs. We come across stories of a more adult nature. Naughty. They are laden with big globular spoonfuls Dirty. of... They are splattered with the very stubborn stains of... Mud. They. What kind of shenanigans have you got? Mud? Haven't mud. you ever had mud fun? Sexy mud. Well, I've been missing out all these years. You've never been dirty, have you? You can't, <laughs> you can't beat a Minnesotan farm girl with a quad bike, can you? <laughs> but we are available not just on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, BuzzSpot. Spotify, Gasbox, Biplanes, Brussels Sprouts. Brussels Sprouts. We're on every single platform. If you Tune can't find in, us, tuna. you've only got yourself to blame. I do want to shout out to Heater in New York. My thanks to him for producing some fantastic graphics oh around the theme God. of Chub yes. Oil. Dr. Thank Faustus you. is Chub Oil. Yes, Chub Oil. Loved it. For men. If you go to Facebook, more questions and answers, you will see what we are discussing on there lisa has posted thanks for the great show tonight can't wait for the not for your mother section and remember if you go to patreon.com you can donate a single dollar to the show it costs money to run all of those platforms it costs a lot of money for our studio time and for all of the paper we get through we're not running this at a profit we're breaking even so if you wish to go to patreon.com spend a single dollar 
tell our fabulous listeners, our boys and girls, yes. Miss Morris, what you get for your dollar. What you get for your dollar is you get access to early episodes as well as we have been brainstorming on making content specifically for Patreon this summer. So you will not be able to see it anywhere else than on Patreon. There are episodes that have never been aired. That's true. We are currently videoing, and we will wave to the camera. Hola. We are currently videoing ourselves, and if you get a chance... <laughs> would Nathan flash the camera? <laughs> but Jesus, pull your pants up, man. Good Jeez. night. I thought he was fishing for the minute. Honestly, Been a while. I thought he had a night crawler out. Wow. You know, to catch more than a pan fish without that's me. That's Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I was going to say that's got to be worth a dollar of anyone's money. But I, I don't think I can commit I to that know. statement. They'd ask for 75 cents back. <laughs> oh. I'm saying two bits. 25 cents. Two bits. Two bits. <laughs> two bits. That's 12 and a half cents a bit, isn't it? I'm led to believe. But we are currently videoing this. If you go true. to YouTube and type in MQTA poop coma, oh, you will God. see the funniest six minutes of my life several weeks ago. <sighs> if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling a little bit blue. We have actually put some video. It's free. Absolutely free. And you'll get a flavor of what we put out there on our Patreon <laughs> site. But search for MQTA and Poop Coma. And I'm sure people on our Facebook wall and our listening party, uh, if someone would like to post that on there for everyone, I'm sure it's happening now. Deanna says, thank you for another great show. It's the best way to kick off the weekend, spending time with my Friday night family Aww. on the MQTA page whilst listening to the show. Love it. Thank you. Mm, if you wish to write you. to me, just comment on our Facebook post and we shall read those out. I have many books out at the moment, all about ghosts, hauntings, history, being psychic, mysterious Minnesota, mysterious Midwest, how to be a Christian psychic, and much, much more. You can get those on Amazon and all mm -hmm. good ebook shops. If you type in my name and search for those, they've had fantastic reviews. Mysterious Minnesota, five out of five, 50 reviews. People are very happy awesome. with that book. You can join my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. And again, if you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the camaraderie, <laughs> all of the gifts, all of the fun and frivolity is currently there. It now remains for me to jump in and say that this is our part of the show where we do our Dr. Bushes fascinating random facts a civil play dr bush adrian are you aware that um balls, balls. are colorblind your balls maybe <laughs> <laughs> i can attest to that's true yes they are colorblind yes so how do they get the balls to charge because the myth is that they're meant to be attracted to red aren't they well the matador yells at them yeah. Sticks dart the darts in their back. Uh huh. Great. And waves a cape in their face. And waves a cape in their face. That's right. You leave this show with more Ow. than you arrive with. That's got to be worth a dollar of anyone's money. Before we jump into our haunted and ghost round, Robin sent me many, many months ago now. Hold on. Before you go into your big surprise, you asked me to do work, and oh. I'm not used to it. Top ten. Yeah. Who listened to the show? What countries? Used to it. You're not used to work. Don't let it go to waste. So let me preface before we jump in with both feet. I asked you to find the top ten countries out of 190 yeah. that listened specifically to our show last week. That's and great. let's pray the French aren't in the top ten. Oh, God. 
All right, but there is a few surprises. Oh, there's always a few surprises. Okay. Okay, everybody knows the U.S. is always number one. Yes, because we're broadcasting from the USA, and it has a population of 300 million. Or something like that. No, it does. (laughs) 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 Then we have the UK, but the big surprise for me this week was number three. It's normally Canada, Australia, Mexico. Any guesses? Japan. But we're big in Japan tonight. We are big in the Philippines. In the (gasps) Philippines! So yeah. the third country That's listening right. to us last they week are. was the I, Philippines. No joke. No, That's Nathan going me. online looking for a bride. They, That's they what that is. Me and my accent is what brought them on board. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> okay, number four is Canada. Number five is Australia. Number six is big in Japan. Told you. Number seven is New Zealand. Nice. Number <gasps> eight is Korea. We're playing New Zealand on Sunday in the final of the Cricket World Cup. Oh, I thought you meant we were taking a trip doing a live show in New Zealand. Yes, Yes, we're off to Auckland. We'll be there by Sunday. What could possibly (laughs) go wrong? Next Sunday or last Sunday? Of the Hobbits. (laughs) Well, having failed to grasp the basic concepts of time travel, it will be next Sunday. Dang, darn. Number nine is Ireland. And number ten is South Africa. Cool. But before we go on, I would like to say hello to Jerry and wish him the very best of health. Yes, he's been a great supporter of our show. We love you, Jerry. And if you could give him our prayers. If everyone listening to the show could send Jerry uh, their healing and support, we would appreciate that. And thank you for bringing that up, of course. I was about to mention I have a bag in front of me called Bigfoot's Balls. This seems to be a theme. Great. Dribbling balls. through the show balls. today. Mm. So there's balls. a picture of Bigfoot. Robin sent me this many months ago. And Hello, I never Robin. Got... Yeah, Love you, Robin. In Massachusetts. It's called Sour Crunchy Chews, Bigfoot's Balls, Mysterious <sighs> Flavors. I'm happy Wait a to second. embrace some mysterious flavors. Did you say the sour comes crunchy off. balls? Yes. Sarah Crunchy. Sarah who? Sarah Crunchy. Sarah Crunchy. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about the mysterious part. I'm well, worried about oh, Let God. me get in a packet. Hang on. There we go. We're in. Great. Oh I my. That's have not what saved I expected. myself for these. Oh. Michelle, you can have <laughs> mine. <laughs> They're great. Try one. <laughs> I really think you need one, Nathan. Well, as Adrian's having a he's turning like a beat red Whoa! and I think oh! he needs to Ralph Take a little those over bit. To Morris. I, oh, I think man. I should carry on with the show. Hello, this How is you... more questions oh, and answers oh, with Heather Morris. Oh, and uh, everybody else is dead. I so... love those balls. <laughs> they um really oh. sour. Should you smell the balls before you eat them? Well, what would you normally do? Oh man. They look round and fungusy. They're black <laughs> and furry. Mm. And, and um, that. when you get past the initial shock, yeah. they grow. Right. It's not that bad right. after the first minute. The balls it? grow on you yes, at about a age uh, 11. Yeah. One okay. hair becomes many. I've got stories on ghosts. Hurry up and put All it right. in. Right. Hurry up and put <laughs> the Bigfoot balls in your mouth. Magic. We're going to get taken off air at any All minute. Right. So Here hurry up. Sweaty balls. Look at her face. If you're on Patreon right now, you can see her chewing this on a video. Give it oh me. my. Keep them in it's there. It's like a cross between salt, vinegar, and sugar. Pickles. Oh, God. And sauerkraut. I mean, Egon Rowley sat in the room, isn't it? With a chewy center. You're getting the base notes. 
<laughs> See, I'm disappointed. Mine was a hard centre. Oh. We ran into the first round proper. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, oh. we do not do orbs. Robbie Williams says he was once haunted by the spirit of Cass Elliot, lead singer of the folk rock band The Mamas and the Papas, when he rented a house in Los Angeles. All her drawers are brown and her bra is grey. The angel singer said the house, which belongs to Ghostbusters star Dan Aykroyd, left him terrified. I love him. As yes. soon as he entered the mansion. I love Dan Aykroyd. Robbie, 45, rented the house in Los Angeles for three months, 18 years ago, and said it was completely and utterly haunted by Mama Cass, who died of heart failure aged 32 in 1974. The ex-take-that star told how when he moved in. He told the spirit he sensed there, I know what you are here, and I'm going to respect your space. I please ask you to respect mine as I'm scared of you. That was a good idea. It's all yes. about intentions, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Tell him to leave you alone. He added, my friend I was living with at the time came down. He'd just had a shower and was white. I said, what's up? And he said, I've just had a conversation with someone that wasn't there. He had Mama Cass in the shower with him, apparently. So it must oh, have been wow. a tight squeeze. That's nice. And when the mamas and the papas hit California Dreaming, played on the TV one night, the atmosphere in the room changed. And there was a silence I've never experienced before or since. I'm sure he's experienced that currently at some of his gigs. He's not doing so well at the moment. Aww. Robbie said he spoke to Zach Starkey, who had lived there as a child with his dad, Ringo Starr. Robbie said Zach told him, I hear you're in the old house. Have you met the kids yet? You used to play with them when we were little, which is a little bit creepy. Aykroyd has previously said the house was haunted and it inspired him to co-write 1984 film Ghostbusters, which he also starred in. He said in 2013, I'm sure it's Mama Cass. You get the feeling it's a big ghost, he added. I've had several experiences. I saw things moving around on our counter and doors opening and closing. The staff have also experienced this and direct contact in terms of tactile touching and then turning around. And there's no one there. I don't believe a word they say or Monday, Monday. I shall give myself some points for being fun and informative. What have you got, Miss Morris, in the round of ghosts and hauntings? How do you get points for fun? I, th I enjoyed myself. I thought that was fun. I did. I'm thoroughly entertained. Well, then I should be up by 800 points because oh. I enjoy myself every day. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> well, a knuckle sandwich. Oh. How about a Hertz donut? <laughs> It's always bullying me, isn't it? I'm not sure whether this is sexist or racist right now. It could be both. It's both. I get bullied. Bullied by two American women, and I'm not quite sure two for one. how to yeah. demarcate that. It's a mixture of everything. Uh, black magic led Australian man to shoot phone box. Oh. Isn't that nice? If you're standing inside, it's not much fun. <laughs> Superman was in there pulling his knickers up and he Hello, gets shot. Hello, Ma. Yeah, I'm in the phone box. Somebody seems to be shooting at me. Struth, there's a bloke well, down here with no straight on. Blimey. 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 All I'm trying to do is have a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> or wow. something like that. MQTA radio, where stereotypes can feel safe and warm. There go the Australian listeners. Well, not the end of the world, then. <laughs> Love you, Tanya. Feel better soon. No, it's the bottom of the world. I'm sure New Zealand will be very pleased about this right now. 
A South Australian man says a witch doctor who told him he had been cursed by West Australian black magic led him to shoot up a phone box. Maxie Workama Stevens, oh, three names, of course, pleaded guilty to firearms charges after he fired a shot from his car as he was driving through Fragon. Fragon, mm. Frag, whatever. In sentencing, District Court Judge Liesel Chapman said Stevens had been feeling unwell, no kidding, prior to the incident. Your sister. Oh, here we go. Yep. Uh, let me see if I can think of this. No, Who you was can't. a witch doctor found out your father-in-law had used Western Australian black magic on you. He is from Kentucky and he lives in Australia. (laughs) I was about to say, that's the worst Australian accent I've ever heard. It sounds like someone from Kentucky. (laughs) He emigrated. Who's laughing now? Uh, You had gone to see the father-in-law to find out why he had done that, but you did not get a good enough explanation, you poor sap. (laughs) Judge Chapman and Stevens became upset and took a bolt-action repeating rifle and released it to just charge the tension. God, what are you doing, you black magic fool? Why am I here? Honestly, I don't know why I'm here. I could be in the bar. Honestly, I have no idea why I'm here. Not a clue. She said it was a serious offense to fire an unregistered firearm without a license. Discharging a firearm like that when there are people that want to use a phone with their quarters and their dubs is a dangerous thing to do. Especially if they have panties. And it is just no excuse no. that you did that because you were feeling stressed. You should have had a stress ball or maybe taken a spa day. Yoga would be the way to go, wouldn't it? Or maybe some goat yoga. Candles. Yeah. A nice hot Lavender bath. soap. Yeah. Something like that. You have got to learn to manage your stress better with those stress balls. And they were white, but now they're yellow. Can we try and get through a story without bringing up balls? Is this possible? I've never known a night like it. Uh, Judge Chapman imposed a six-month jail term, but suspended the sentence, placing Stevens in a three-year good behavior. Be good. Jail sentence. Wow. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. I should give you ten... Wonderful, remarkable Thank you. Yes. Australian Thank you. Outback points Stress balls. with amazing views of the bush. Great. Haunted house. Owners <laughs> record mystery screams. So scary, they've abandoned their property. Is it from Wales? That's, yes, it is. Yeah, I didn't read that story last week. Lucky you got it. Well, I feel blessed. I'm blessed. I'm reading out your seconds now, am I? People don't believe me that we have no idea what stories are going to be on this show. I have no clue what's coming, have I? We're meeting this fresh for the first time, the same as our listeners. Fresh to you, Apparently. not so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading out your seconds, am I? (laughs) Perhaps I might not bother. (laughs) (laughs) At least you've not bunked it yet. Yet. 
The terrified owners of a house in a Welsh town have said they were forced <laughs> to flee when they heard a strange sound coming from underneath their home. Alan and Christine Tate have even made recordings of the sounds of screaming and heavy knocking as they say they've been coming from the basement. Are you there, Uncle Arthur? Since June 2018, the couple described hearing woman... Women hearing and children. Woman. Hearing woman. Hear woman. woman. <laughs> it is Wales. Yeah. Look, she's got her mother's beard. <laughs> the couple describe hearing women and children screaming. Woman. Woman. Heavy knocking. And um, men talking in a foreign language. <laughs> this is the local Mexican restaurant. Alan Tate said he has hundreds of hours of recordings. Oh from recording equipment uh, he placed inside two one-meter channels he no, dug into the walls. Did. Writing on an online petition, he says, I believe serious crime has been committed underneath the floor <laughs> of my crime, woman. basement. <laughs> Me man, you woman, this well. <laughs> you shut mouth. <laughs> you lie down now. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it. He described the sounds as a woman screaming, sexual sounds, dogs barking, a printing press running, <laughs> a motorbike, a car horn honking, and what sounds like a police siren. I'm still going with the local Mexican restaurant. <laughs> they are busy down there. Surely that's the neighbor's television. That's the TV, isn't it, from next door? <laughs> Within weeks, they left their Ammonford home of 11 years to live in a camper van and vow never to return. Christine Tate told Wales Online, it was like flushing a toilet. That same noise, that's what I heard first. You mean like a neighbor's toilet flushing? Mm. I told Alan about it and that I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. He left his phone in the bathroom with the recorder on to try and pick up the source of the noise. Mama Cass having a shower. Yes. And then we could hear a machine running. We started to record all over the house and we picked up the sounds of chains and motorbikes starting and people screaming. The couple believe the noises are coming from underneath the basement that sits below the kitchen. That's next door's TV in the basement. Mrs. Tate explained, all I really want is an explanation. Why are there people screaming? There must be something going on. We have placed microphones all over the place because we wanted to prove or disprove what we were hearing. The neighbor's TV, or well, that's just scary. You decide for yourself. Mm. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Oh, Cemetery Security Guard Captures Paranormal Activity at Night. The clip begins with the guard walking through a dark, unlit crypt. Where he hears sounds like running footsteps. Hello? He asks before hearing another loud noise. He shouts, Hey, you need to come out. I'm not playing anymore. Another noise echoes throughout the room, startling the man. The clip cuts to him driving around the crematorium's plot before he spots lights flickering from the inside. I'm really not sure what is going on here, the frightened man adds. The guard then walks into the chapel before hearing an echoing scream. Creepy. Yes. Nope. He adds, I'm effing done. Oh, nope! Oh, no, that's just no. You <laughs> <laughs> scared the crap out of me! <laughs> wow. I forgot what my shirt said. <laughs> How can you forget it? You've got no. You're wearing a t-shirt that's got just no written on it, and you forgot. Oh. Has he got yes on the back? No. No. 
<laughs> I jumped as well. That was very loud. Sorry. I was really into your stories. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I was distracted. If there's anything else written on your clothes, the washing label, what temperatures, where it needs to be behind, you just be sure to jump in and let me know. <laughs> I'm effing done. This is some are. spooky effing stuff going on here. Creepy. Nope. This is why my security officer quit. There was a kid standing right over here when I walked past. In a slow-motion clip of the moment, the guard noticed a creepy figure and a pair of legs becomes apparent. The man circles the figure that was hidden within the shadows of an outside wall. He then reapproaches the building while the sounds of banging overshadow the video. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I'm in the corner. Face the wall. You had to separate getting, I remember us. your parents coming in at the end of school. <laughs> Not putting up with that. You're ruining everyone's learning. <laughs> There's 29 people in this room that want to learn, and you're stopping that. You're stopping them from accessing the national curriculum. Turn around. Surprisingly, the guard re-enters the property and discovers a door which he had previously shut wide open. He shouts out, Hello, security! A young voice seems to reply, saying, Help! You get extra points for acting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy video, which was originally uploaded to the video app TikTok only days ago, has gone viral after being posted on YouTube. One person said, No way! Time to get another job! That loud voice or scream or whatever it was made me pee myself. No thanks. Another said, This is creepy. However, not everyone believed the video was a legitimate video, with many claiming it was faked. Wow. We now creep gingerly into the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you for coming <laughs> to visit us. I appreciate you taking the time and effort to jump into the round with us of the round that is Not For Your Mother, full of adult content. <laughs> really? Sexual innuendo. If your mother's in the room and she's of a nervous disposition, I'd kick her into the yard. If you're small miners <laughs> running around, lock them in the basement with yeah. all the strange noises that are coming from down there. No one will know any different. Why not cut and paste, by the way, that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world on your social media platforms? I'd be very, very grateful you have been warned. A dog owner threw a stick for his pet to fetch. And he came back with a sex toy. No. Where can I find such things? Either Somebody, the dog or the stick. Or the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody somewhere is using a stick. You know that. <laughs> oh, I hope it's a pokey one. Security guard Glenn Pinion, 44, only realized the 8.5-inch plaything was in Steve the English Bull Terrier's chops when they went past a pub walking home. He said... He's not very observant for a security guard. I wouldn't hire him. Well, he's not being paid, is he? He's on his time off. This is his downtime. He didn't I'm see not the psychic all day I long. I've seen a picture of it, just so you know. It's a I huge one. I saw the story. It's an 8.5. This isn't one of your seconds, It was is the it? size of one. Oh, yeah. Is it? it but was... it had a pink tip. I didn't like that. You didn't like the tip. You didn't like the color. Well, just the tip was like rosy pink someone in taiwan has got a job spraying those with an airbrush they have to do a thousand of hours they did a crappy job <laughs> what do they you got do a beaten 
on the face. The eye was terrible. I'm sorry, Mr. Dudley. I will not spray again. Someone, can you imagine? What does your dad do for a living? I'm... He sprays the end of dildos. I, I think that's a terrible job. Maybe it's a great job. Um, well, as long as you don't take your work home, you're fine. Too much hue on She's the always tip. at work. She's always at work, um, that girl. Never at home. They never put any hair in the balls. Wow. And the veins were lackluster at best. Well, we've got an expert, apparently. <laughs> you ruined the gears on yours. You lost the transmission three times. I've never known a vibrator need new transmission before. Eager beaver. That's great. where you should be. <laughs> I know when Michelle's on it, because all the lights in town are flickering on and on. <laughs> I sit at home thinking someone's drinking the juice. There's a guy in a power station having to throw a lever to... Have you heard about the white rabbit? That's also good. I have heard of no such thing. How about the dolphin? He said... <laughs> Can you get it to jump through a hoop? Oh, my. Oh, Jesus. There was a group of lads having a drink outside. They started laughing and pointing. Flipper died. I had a closer look (laughs) and realized it wasn't a stick, but a great big... But it was a dick. Floppy rubby... (laughs) (laughs) Floppy rubber penis. (laughs) To my knowledge, that dog's never had a sore throat. And he wouldn't give it up. I broke <laughs> I broke into a jog to get home as quickly as possible. Did we ever tell that He's story? He's running, running down the street with a bull terrier sprinting after him with an eye and half inch penis in his mouth. Did we tell that story on here? Which story is that? No. The secret story? No. Secret story. There is no secret story. <laughs> it's a secret. They then trotted past mourners leaving a funeral parlour. <laughs> He's ran past the funeral parlour with mourners. Oh, God. Prompting embarrassing apologies. It's what Grandad would have wanted. Yes. Do you remember Grandad's funeral back in the day when that bull terrier ran past with a penis in its mouth? This is what concerns me. The fact that the dog is attracted to it, wants to put it, it in its mouth. It looks like a mouth. bone. It's a, it's a bone, isn't it? But if it ever sees another one, well, ever. Is, yes, if someone's got problems. Especially if it has a pink tip. Yeah, especially when he buries it in the backyard. <laughs> oh. And he struggled to prize the fake pink phallus from the stubborn mouth of Steve back in his front garden in Leeds. Can you imagine looking out the window? You'll never guess what Glenn's doing next door with his dog. Having a tug of war, apparently. Well, wait a second. What was the dog's name again? His name was Steve. Steve. Steve the English Bull Steve. Terrier. <sighs> he said... He was giving it the odd chew. I got a couple of poo bags, put them over my hands, and tried to pull it from his mouth. I didn't want that thing in the house. After a few attempts, he released his grip and dropped it. It was so embarrassing. The pretend todger, which Steve retrieved from bushes by a local (laughs) field, is just the latest bizarre item found in his mouth. (laughs) Glenn, who has a long-term girlfriend, recalled, I had to take him to the vets once because he ate a sieve. A what? Oh, what? What? A sieve. I don't know what that is. It's a kitchen sieve? utensil for sieving things. Uh, you sieve flour, it makes sieve things... Sieve. No, it's a sieve. S-I-E-V-E. With a T. No, it's not. It's a sieve. <laughs> it's always funny, isn't it? <laughs> when an American corrects an Englishman's English, there's nothing funny. I have to sift It's something. not sifting, it's sieving. No, it's sifting. No, I assure you it's sieving. It's sifting. Anyway, I bet that left him straining. <laughs> 
<laughs> he also chewed up an iron. He had our skirting boards off. He's eaten bras, socks and pants. Yeah, He's very good. affectionate. On this occasion, however, we don't want to encourage his loving nature, so we've been the toy. Wait yeah. till I get you home, or have you seen my bone? Oh. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. If Facebook hasn't taken it down already. That's true. I often get into trouble with the Facebook police. You've been in jail. There yeah. was a picture of the dog with that in his mouth. You know at any moment someone's going to complain. Yeah. The last time I was in Facebook jail, people were talking about it on my site, and my mother actually thought I was in jail. She oh, started, you were she started a GoFundMe yeah. site. She thought I was going to get deported. <laughs> Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round that we call not for your mother? You ready? I'm yeah. poised. I'm not ready. I'm, so I was asking I've if managed you were... to arrange myself sufficiently. <laughs> right. I don't know how to say the name of this town. Oh, no. Welsh? No, French. it's American. Oh, jeez. Uh, Berea... Berea? I just met a town called Berea. Man was arrested after police found him allegedly in his underwear at a local animal shelter fighting someone who was not there. So he's turned up at the animal shelter wearing very little clothing. He's boxing nothing. He's boxing nothing. Stabbing nothing. That could be a ghost, only he could see it. Maybe. I doubt it. He's a little off. According to our news partners at WBON or Waban, Aaron Noland was outside the Madison County Animal Shelter in his underwear, or his underoos, or his Scooby-Doo's, throwing things at passing motorists. Court documents say Noland was screaming at someone who is not there and was not making any sense. He told officers he hadn't slept in weeks. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. If you take Anyone? enough uh, amphetamines. Yes, if you take enough <laughs> speed, you could go weeks without having any sleep for sure. Bull. It's not it's healthy true. for you, but it's true. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he hadn't slept in weeks. And... They used to give these drugs to soldiers to get them through battles when they were battle-weary. You could go for weeks of fighting. That's what happens. I would love to be up because I have so much work to do. I like sleep, though. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. It's Why? one of my hobbies. Why? Because you wake up feeling relaxed. I don't wake up ever feeling relaxed. I wake up feeling like, oh God, I gotta go to work. Yes, and a cup of coffee is probably needed at that point to wake you up. I like sleep. You like sleep? Yeah. I love it. What's I like my dreams. Yeah, there we go. <sighs> you still having that dream where you're the inside of a corn dog? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what it means either. He told officers he hadn't slept in weeks and that his heart was not beating. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. He put up a good fight, didn't he, for a dead man? Do you not think? I can't feel nothing. Oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, I think there's enough there that you can have a shot. How can I be living if my heart's not beating? I think it's <laughs> And my truck's gone. And my dog has a dick in its mouth. I <laughs> Billy Lament. It's a dirge is what it is. <laughs> Let's play it backwards and he gets all his shit back. <laughs> my truck came back, my wife came back, my, my dog came back. My dick came back. back. <laughs> my heart came back. back. Play those records backwards. 
Oh, crying. Nolan was taken into custody and charged with public intoxication of a controlled substance, but it didn't list what it was. It could be anything. I don't it could think be there's PCP. much control going on. It could on. be HCP. I don't know if that's a real thing. HPC <laughs> is a building society. <laughs> yes, it is. That's an investment bank. You can take some if you want. I'm sure I'd pick some random letters out of thin air. DHP. Um, anything else? Yes, I'm sure we could arrange all the letters of the alphabet in millions and millions of different... DHP is chips. Yes. Don't you go messing with Ponch. <laughs> or John. Why am I here? Oh, you're done, are you? That's your effort for the evening, is it? No, I got one more after. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? If you want to burn fat, you have to get physical. And while this can mean lifting weights at the gym, there are much more fun ways to work up a sweat. I'll knock the weight off you. Really? Uh, yes. I can't wait. All will become revealed, I suspect. I love it. A new sex toy app tells you how many calories you burn while you're using a vibrator. Who cares? <laughs> I care. Oh, apparently people do care. Okay. I care. Yeah, it's interesting. Nathan looks very thin. Yes. <laughs> Stats show you can burn more than 100 calories by using the kinky device for just 30 minutes. So you could be rubbing one Wait out for minute. 30 minutes. And how many calories is that? 100. That's, that's oh. half a Big Mac. 100. That's like 15 gummy bears. That's oh, hardly worth That's like it. five I... big footballs. It is. You're no. right. I'm upset at that well I'm you can sorry, go for Heather. more than half an hour there's no time limit i'm saying i'm upset at the fact that it's only 100 calories for a half hour because sometimes it feels like wow a, a lot, lot. <laughs> zello usa has launched the intimate I have fitness tracker a fitbit style app can be used alongside the toy which allows users to track their progress i wonder if a man or a woman Practicing the same kind of routine of onanism would lose more calories. Do you think a man or a woman would lose more calories, or do you think it would be fairly similar? You're only using one appendage, let's be fair. Well, I haven't got two, if that helps. <laughs> I'm not like well, a socket. I'm surprised you didn't like a say I used two appendages. Seven brides for a man with seven willies. Oh. There was a gentleman in France in the Victorian period that toured in a circus of freak shows that had two willies. And oh. he met a woman <gasps> yes, I that had that. two vajayjays and they got married. And it just proves that there's something for everybody. That is very true. I actually I know watched that's true. I'm not making it up. You wouldn't have watched pornography like that because that was yeah, the 1850s. I, I did see one. You I'm not going to... No, there is... I mean, I saw two. On I feel the same like, guy. I feel <laughs> like we've, we've learned a lot from Miss Morris this evening. I, I did. Like been... It was many, many years ago, but I saw one with two. The sad part is one stayed flat. Oh. It was just kind of like laying there an accessory. and around. But it's just an accessory. <laughs> that was like a spare part. Yes, it he needed to find shoes there. to match the bag. It probably should have had some inflatory device in it. <laughs> oh, a pump. <laughs> but oh. I did see I did see one, a naughty movie. I think that's a being guy with two. By Orchid. I think that's By Orchid. By Orchid. By Orchid. I like Orchid. Or is, is Orchid the berries? Is Try Orchid it's three the... berries? Is that the berries or the twig? 
the berries. It's the berries, know. you're right. So yes. what's the twig? I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research. <laughs> a trident. Someone write to me and tell me what two twigs are called. <laughs> if, th- if, three, are called if three berries. campfire. Three berries. <laughs> three berries and two twigs. What a film that was. <laughs> I am. Um, I think three berries is trial quid. <laughs> I have no idea what two twigs are. I want to see a porn that says three berries and two twigs. Sounds like a pub. <laughs> Let's go and have an afternoon pint in the three berries three and two berries, twigs. Two twigs and an orchid. That nice. would be an interesting <laughs> pub. <laughs> I'm going. That's terrible. The sex toy brand uses guidelines to calculate how many calories are burned while the device is used. Mm, Apparently, a minute of sex (laughs) or masturbation torches around 3.6 calories every Uh, minute. 3.6. Whatever. That's a gummy bear. That's not even Gummy bear a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Will I lose more calories if I use both hands? (laughs) It means double pumping, doesn't it? Why don't you count? hop around a little? There, whilst I'm running by a pub with an English bull terrier sprinting after me. <laughs> so this means that you can shed around 108 calories in a half an hour. The fitness tracker technology isn't the only benefit to using the sex toy. According to the Chicago-based company's website, the device can be controlled via the app. Hold on, hold she on a second. She could be in another room. How many calories an hour? Morris is making notes now. Only 108. One. That's hard. (laughs) We'll see her next week and she'll look like a twig. (laughs) Hold on. Morris is making complicated notes. She's got a pie chart. (laughs) I'm going to hold on. I'm doing research. You keep going. I'm doing research. All right, Heather. I got you. This allows ladies to hand over the reins to their partner who can control the intensity of the vibrations. <laughs> You're at a Christmas dinner table. Would you like to pass the stuff in? <laughs> <laughs> the dog's cocking its head up because it can hear a high-pitched oh, whistling sound. The Zella website reveals innovative Bluetooth connectivity allows you to link your intimate toy to your smartphone with the Zello app. Use it as a personal remote control or have your partner take over all of your sensations with the touch of a finger on their smartphone screen. Would I lose some calories by operating my smartphone? Well, just think if you mixed them up. Oh, no. <laughs> I called me mother and came twice. <laughs> Another fun feature is the happiness recorder, which records how loud users are when they're using it. The toy measures the decibels of sexual vocalization. And women can even earn points for being noisy. Wow. The end of ladies... It's like Pokemon, really, in many ways. Probably. At the end of ladies' solo sex sessions, a report is produced by the app. Zalo provides the Z-Index, which scores users on how intense their experiences have been. You could be top of the league. If I you feel kind of bad if you're at the bottom. Well, it's not a competition, is it? As long as you well, get over the line. Well, obviously it is if they're... Wow. What have you done, Morris? You've made some notes. You've done some basic maths. You've got a How face on your... How many calories? 108. Half How long? an hour. Half an hour. 30 minutes. 216 an hour. I'm done. It's, hardly, it's not worth it. I don't care. It's not a weight loss program. I don't program. even care anymore. 
I I'm sure. just upset. You're upset. I'll press I'm upset on. because I looked up how many calories was in a Whopper, and it would at least take three hours of sex to burn <laughs> it off. <laughs> Who's got that kind of time? <laughs> what do you get for a double Whopper? <laughs> it would so you've be got, six got hours to, of sex. You've got to be masturbating. It's not sex. It's masturbating. Or masturbation. You've got three hours of masturbating for a Whopper. For a Whopper. <laughs> Just to put that in context. <laughs> la 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 la. I'm loving it. That's McDonald's, it. and I did check into that too. Big a Mac. Big Mac is 563 calories, so you'd have to be going for a while to burn Five that up. Five hours. Jeez. The, no, 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 no. It comes with its because own Because that's sauce. a half, half an hour. hour. Excuse me. So it's only two and a half hours for a Big Mac well, to be better. masturbating. Better. <laughs> Get it down, you girl. If you need to save time. If you have a Whopper Junior. <laughs> Give me a buck burger. I want a slider. <laughs> I love this show. Chicken fingers. One man's worst nightmares came true this week. After walking in on his grandma wearing his rubber fleshlights. See, I did not know what those were. I had to look it up. The fleshlight is a brand of artificial vaginas and anal opening sex toys. It is used as a masturbatory aid, which sees men inserting their penis into the opening. Hold on. That's very matter of fact, isn't it? That was read like a newsreader. on. He had two of these. Mr. He had two twigs. Lee. Yes. I've barely got in, but yes. I barely got I've barely any. broken the surface. I've got so much more here. I've only dipped my toe in the opening. Okay, so <laughs> either did. She this lost is, corn plaster. either his grandma right. has awful small feet or that's an awful big fleshlight. I think it's a mixture of her having small feet, but also they're quite stretchy. I wouldn't know. Are they quite stretchy? I find them to be very... <laughs> Asking for a friend. Accommodating. They have to stretch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever. I love this show. The man's grand discovered the rubber props when searching for a pair of socks. Okay, cover his eyes, for Christ's sake. Video of the red-faced moment shows the elderly lady sat in bed while the toys were on her feet. After mistaking them for thermal socks. I was thinking she thought they were compression socks. You can fit an old woman's feet into them. He's going to get Athletes Willy, by the way. He lives with his grandma? She came to visit. Oh. And when it came to removing them, it got even more embarrassing. The man begins to pull the rubber socks off his grandma's feet. Can you imagine having to explain to you? Who got turned on first? Yeah. Wow. I'm just thinking, explaining to your grandmother that you've got a rubber prosthetic anus that you masturbate with probably isn't the way to go, is it? Is it always an anus? <laughs> Not always, but you always hope, don't you? You always put the intention out there. Law of attractions and all that. I mean, you wouldn't be disappointed, but yeah, hey, my... If you aim for the stars and you reach the moon, if you aim for the stars and you fall short, you reach the moon. That's your anus. I didn't know that term before today. 
I hate it when my hay knife gets a shocker. <laughs> wow. The man begins to pull the rubber socks off his grandma's feet, seeing them stretch so far that they become translucent. He knife's ruined. I often find that. <laughs> After giving it an encouraging yank. <laughs> the sock or is... <laughs> the now stretched out toy pinged back. Despite being embraced, the man appeared to take it in jest and let out a laugh. Yeah, me too. The man said he could no longer use them after the ordeal. Oh, I was, doubt it. And bizarrely offered them up on eBay to anyone who wanted them. Would you put your willy where grandma's feet have been? I never use it. Use it's a famous, hey, my... famous blues song from the 1930s. Oh, God. Would you put your willy where grandma's feet have been? My name, Millions of users have watched the hilarious clip after the ordeal began <laughs> circulating on Twitter. Why would you even post? Why is he filming? See, I think Why it's... would you post that? It's all set up. You mean it's... Bunk? If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you are now welcome to take a shot. It doesn't w- count in the city. One person said, I think... <laughs> very few people need an excuse to take a shot, Miss Morris. <laughs> One person said, Grandma's got herself in a sticky situation. Another stated the shape would have made her suspicious. Where's them their anal sucks? A third quipped, at least it keeps Granny's legs warm all day long. Wow. What was she thinking? Oh, now I've got hard skin. You decide and go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the final story I can't yet. of tonight's show. You're preparing yourself. I gotta get it. Oh, Ooh. you dropped it on the floor. I dropped you? it laughing oh, at your hay mice. <laughs> I'm just gonna tread water now whilst Miss Morris <laughs> rolls around the floor. I'm not having rolling. drunk a gallon of mojito during the course of this show. Hold on, I'm not in my chair. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing Come to on. see. <laughs> Come on, I have a step for crying. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Everything. I had a wiggly chair. I had a wiggly chair, too. I want to go home. Hurry up. Don't make me come over there. It's George, for Michelle's. Please. You haven't even managed to get across the room to pick up your story. You're not coming over here. What are you here. talking about? It's right here. Right, let's hear it. Let's go. Not for you, All right. Mama. It is Michelle's. Get the bucket story. Oh, here we go. You're going to go green. Here we are. Prepare yourself, Michelle. Get your leads sorted ready. out. Ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Just a second. Okay. David. She's assumed the position, if that helps. David Playpen's lost a finger and part of his hand. David after... Playpen? Yeah, no, it's Playpens. Playpens. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Playpens. What would you like to call your son? Literally, it's spelled P L A Y P E N. Z. Playpens. I love it. I've never heard of that as a last name. That's a great Lost a finger and part of his hand after a motorcycle accident. But instead of simply throwing away the amputated digit, he took it home. Oh my. Put it on the end of a stick. I'm going to give you the finger. Shocker. Right up the old. He put it on the end of a pole cue. Well, he decided since he took it home in a nice, loving, cushioned box. Matchbox. He decided to cook it. Oh! oh! 
And then he ate it. And even <sighs> kept the bones as a souvenir. Nice finger. Chicken fingers. Yummy. That's weird. Finger. Yeah, surgeons told Playpens, Mr. Playpens, they had to amputate one of his fingers after it turned black. Oh, it's a oh, it's a swollen. It's a blackened finger. It's not even a healthy one, is it? You no, know, it's a gangrenous. Why would you eat a gangrenous finger? Following a motorcycle accident, the man from Colchester. Oh Jesus, Essex, that's where I used to live around there. That's in Essex. How many fingers you got? That's Show about Show thirty-five em. minutes from my house. <laughs> I dated a girl that went to Colchester University. Maybe it was her brother. When I was nineteen, <laughs> she had a brother. She had a sister. Asked doctors if he could take it home with him after the procedure, and they had no objection. Yeah, Mr. Well, you own it. It's your finger. It's it's your finger. You can take it home with you in a little box. To go. It's a to-go box. It's a to-go box. He got some fries and some zesty sauce, and he was good to go. David says that he had always been curious about cannibalism and what human flesh would taste like. But the fact that going around eating another person's meat is illegal. Wow. That turned. That kind of sucked. So he had never actually satisfied his curiosity. So it was always nagging on him. The back of his mind. What would you taste like? Pork. Lee. What Bush? would I taste like? I'd taste like an Englishman. And Corey? I would taste like a chocolate croissant. No, you'd be marinated. <sighs> you'd get you're like a beef bourguignon. 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 <laughs> she's marinating herself all her lifetime Petit for this moment. Sera. Nice. Oh, I'd in, taste like In a white fisk. wine sauce. Ludafisk. <laughs> Perfect. I like Lutefisk. God, what's wrong with you? Even Swedish people don't like Lutefisk. Lime, by the way. The main constituent of that is lime, and that's what you make concrete with, if that helps. You bury bodies with it. You can. They dissolve in, like, hours. I know what it is. It smells terrible. Uh, Are you done? Is no. That you got? Oh, jeez. Oh, Only now he had his own finger to munch on. Yum, yum, yum. Give me a finger in my tum. And when it finally occurred to him that no one would be able to drag him to court for consuming his own flesh, he decided to eat it and keep the bones as a souvenir. But curiosity wasn't the only reason that the convicted play pens or convinced he wasn't convicted because he ate himself. Uh, well, every man's <laughs> tried. <laughs> he thought he would go through his bizarre plan. I know it sounds mad. That sounds just like Colchester. You've nailed it. Essex. But it wasn't just the curiosity of the finger. No, it's more like it just wasn't the curiosity of the finger. It was a big bit of me, and I bited me on the Which tip. finger was it? Uh, This one. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> then I walked into that, didn't I? I decided that if I ate the flesh and kept the bones... Then it wouldn't be losing a part of me. I'd actually be consuming it. It would then become reabsorbed, and then I would feel it still with me, and then I would get to see it in the case with the glass and the velvet and the so he's something pooped, rabbit. He's pooped and, a finger. Well, kind of, but he's not saving the poop. He's only saving the bones. 
And it's making some sort of collage. What does he say it tasted like? Chicken. Lovely. No, I don't know what he said. After two days of recovery, David went into the kitchen and cooked his finger, sautéing it with onions and scallions and some mushrooms. I don't know if that's true. I just it made sounds it about right. Yeah. To make sure he didn't damage the bones, he opted to boil the digit instead of frying oh. it. Oh well, there you go. And roasting it. And Boiled finger. Didn't season it with salt or sauce because he wanted it to taste like the real finger. Did you just do a little, you know, like a little thing? I did an impression of someone eating do a finger. Do it again. No, I I'm not going to do it again. I didn't see it. I was reading. Well, you sit on Patreon like everyone uh, else. I don't want to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. After telling his friends about the unusual meal, the to-go meal, the fingerlings, Dave admits he got mixed reactions. Really? Mm-hmm. They were mixed, huh? Mixed. Yeah. From that's terrible to what was you thinking? <laughs> that's right. A couple said they thought it was disgusting. Everything is disgusting. You're disgusting. It's disgusting. We're disgusting. I think it's all disgusting. That's right. While a vegan friend approved of the experiment because he had his own permission to do it, whhereas animals never gave their consent. Well, you say that. There's some strange people in Germany that do give their consent to eat one another. That is true. I've heard of it. Well, Playpens assured everyone that eating his own... I know, right? Eating his own finger hasn't turned him into a serial cannibal. That's very kind of him. The likes of Hannibal Lecter. It was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience that he never plans on repeating. He is keeping the bones in a box of a souvenir. Dave even posted a photo of the cooked finger as he sliced its flesh from the bone and sucked it off the tip. But I didn't want to ruin your appetite even more by posting it or even telling you about it. So you have to imagine. There you go. Lovely. No, what is that? <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should or finger licking good. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian, Adrian. Lee, where you will see all of tonight's stories in glorious Technicolor. All good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in fourth place tonight was Nathan, who got himself a little rubber duck, which is a two. <laughs> he gets a night in a shower with Mama Cass and a whole bottle of Axe body wash. So good luck <laughs> with that. Great. In third place tonight was myself. I didn't get beyond the score of five. I get a night in a phone box in Australia with an unregistered firearm and a Barbie, so that's good news Ooh, for me. In second news. place tonight was Michelle, who scored six. She gets a weekend of naked fishing in a cloud of mosquitoes in Minnesota and a cream to take away the pain but keep mm. the swelling. But in tonight's <laughs> first place runaway winner, doubling everyone else's scores, is really? Miss Morris, who scored an incredible and remarkable 12. She gets a bucket of multicolored balls and a night in a Welsh basement. That is Was it my shirt? It's way. Your shirt that has the word no. No. No written mm. on it. A word that you seem to have forgotten halfway I did. through. I'm sorry. The show. And one egg, of course, in French is enough. 
Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And if you jump over to SoundCloud right now at soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio, you can listen to rounds that we have called Not For Your Mother because we're going to stay in the studio now and just read out lots of filth for 20 to 25 minutes and you're welcome to join us over there. You've been listening to More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton, Drainer, Michelle Curry, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society into Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.